0: Frontier
1: This is Football Daft With Stephen Purden Midfield Dynamo and average actor Chris Toll
2: Target man mm-hmm. Suspicious character And
0: With a tap
3: end of Stevenson Grino!
2: Right, welcome to Football Daft The Daft of Scottish football podcast around My name's Stephen Purden And let's welcome the team First, a man who missed the Rangers game at the weekend as he was too busy watching Little Mix's The Search.
1: It's credo That's <laughs> absolutely bollocks. I never said that. I you never, said that Rangers after me. No, I never. I, I never said that. I said, I, I was out on Saturday night. Oh,
2: oh, yeah,
1: yeah. rough. I fell asleep. I, I, turned, I turned on the Rangers game when I woke up. There was about 10 minutes to go. Um so I, I saw the last 10 minutes, but what I'm saying is you were having a go at me because I never watched the game back. So right. don't try and twist us up. You would you have no got me because I have never watched the rerun it or a uh, recording it. I've no got sky. So. Oh no, no
2: no 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 My point is you've no got sky, but mate, we can all watch a highlight so you can watch a highlight's head time you want, watch your rangers T V. You can watch sports scene, but but you were too busy pledging your allegiance to Little Mix.
1: Listen. It's a new show. It's fresh. It's exciting. It reminds me of pop stars' arrivals. It's got that weekend kind of novelty kind of.
2: Mate, 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 the Rangers game was a new fixture. It was fresh. It was exciting. We scored five goals.
1: I watched the five minute hang on YouTube. I seen all the goals and all that, but I never had time to watch the full ninety minutes because I get torn into a little mix program, which is which is scrapped me.
4: How long is it on? How long's a little we'll mix
1: show on for? Mate, it's, right, basically, what they're doing is they're trying to find somebody to support them next year on their tour. So the first one was they need to try to find a boy band. Second one was a mix band. It's all that right, over thirty fives, you know. So that, it's, they, it's X Factor. It's X Factor with a twist because what mix Did of the judges? Fucking X Factor. I mean? And 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 I've got uh, it's the same kind of idea as you. You've got your villain. You've got your villain in the middle, I can't remember her name, is it Perry? Perry Mates? Perry or something
4: like
1: that? Perry Mason! <laughs> Who's Perry Mason again? Why am I Can I? Who's Perry Mason? Detective! Ah, what's, Pe- Perry, Edwards. Perry Edwards!
4: Like
1: <laughs> right, well, think, Perry, think Perry, Perry Dike, she's, a <laughs> she's, the, she's the villain in it, you know, she's all that, you know, we're good, but not today, you don't suit this band. Jess, in the end, she's He's a light-hearted man. Like, well, I the Simon Cowell, Jess is like your Danny Minogue, your Sharon Osborne, she kind of, your So it's just X Factor, where's the twist? It's fucking it, well, mix, Little Mix, Little Mix are like, the stars of the show. Basically what you're
4: saying is you just want to sit and watch Little Mix for an hour and a half, mate, aye. I, I would have had respect for him if he just said that. I know, fair play.
2: Aye, I would have had my respect for him if he just said that, mate, I would have gave you it, <sighs> but. Whatever, mate, we know where your lie. Certainly not a far park, more with little mixes this search. Okay, now moving on to introduce another part of the team. It is a man who this week will be delighted that Bologna have finally signed Aaron Hickey as it means he doesn't have to talk about him on the Rumour Mill anymore. It's Chris Toll. Welcome, Chris.
4: Thank you very much for introducing me that way. Mm-hmm. Stevie, Gredo, John. When I sent you that video in the group chat, I honestly felt it was like it was like a weight off my shoulders. Right. But what about that, a, what a of that video, but is that not the cheesiest thing you've ever seen in your entire fucking life? It's Have you ever seen a footballer looking as uncomfortable holding a fucking toy under his arm?
1: I mean, could you just imagine the Taiwan's broken English going, we're gonna put you in with a Loch Ness monster,
2: then would be like, Oh, are you serious, D-Hofty? Can I not just oh, look up the oh, scarf? Mate, mate, he would be like me and you in Pantle every year when he's doing
1: something. We aren't like think he's got that. that sounds great, mate. <laughs> aye, aye that. aye. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> well, Everybody
2: well, will love it. Well, <laughs> he's,
4: he's went in, and he's had his debut, and he's absolutely fucking smashed it in his debut. Aye, aye. Straight in against Parma, a Derby match, no less. And never put a foot wrong and get a well. I was going to say a standing ovation, but what a what a reception he got! It's <laughs> 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 going to say a standing ovation. they cunt in the fucking stadium. You <laughs> Just the five, cunts, the five they dug out like
2: that man. <laughs> <laughs> fast, fast. Referee in that. Well done, Aaron. See you next week, son. Yeah. Good luck to the boy, man. Aye. Aye.
4: Definitely. Definitely. It's a, a big step, especially an eighteen-year-old laddie. Out of his comfort zone, a whole new country doesn't speak the language. That's a ballsy, ballsy move
2: for me. I've got aye, to be honest aye, with you. Aye, aye. Life experience, life experience. He's to any- could you have done it at 18, Stevie? No chance. I'm a homeboy, I could never move away.
4: No, nah, I'm bad nah, for that. Nah, I, could, I don't think I could even move it of Cope Bridge, to be honest with you. I'm
1: not even lying. It is a bit overwhelming, but it's good that it's actually for him. Do you know what I mean? I think that's if you're going to go to a, a country, you know, at least they've got a kinda of, they've got a tidy life still with the past and all that and the lasagna and stuff. So I think it'll be all right. Never mean you know you could be going to somewhere like Cyprus it's warm but what else you got hey, to do? Hey, like, well, well, they've
4: they got good tatties in
2: Cyprus that's great, though. That's <laughs> like that's like Italian sitting going like that. I mean he's, he's the, the, the Italian boys made a fucking ballsy move got to Scotland, mm-hmm. but fair play to him they've got fucking kilts and haggis and all that, you know <laughs> Fair play in them,
4: have you ever tried a catty scone?
2: <laughs> <laughs> they've got fucking, they've got bread with a funny crust on it and all that, right. fucking they call it plain bread and all that, right. know what I mean? You ever, had a, you ever had a slice of Mother's pride? with a pack? <laughs> and you know something? See you yeah, there man, they've, their sausages are fucking square by the way. <laughs> Throwing it fish on the Mother's pride. It's amazing! I've <laughs> got <it's on> <laughs> it sewn up. He's going to have a tidy lifestyle with a lasagna and a pasta.
1: But it's like, I, I, obviously the first thing I thought he was food, but you know what I mean? It's the I Italians see, but, all that health it, that?
4: Gredo, you're right, he's got, it, he's got it good there with the food and that, but he needs to watch out for the Mafia. <laughs> you know what I
2: mean? <laughs> <laughs> right, so this week we're recording ahead of the European Games, but the big chat this week in Scottish football is the lower leagues. It's... There's no plans to delay the lower league, despite the Highland League opting to pause its resumption until crowds can return. The Scottish Championship League One, and League Two are due to begin in a couple of weeks, but the Highland League is not prepared to start until at least the 28th of November. Clubs in the lower leagues were asked by Scottish Football's Joint Response Group last week how long they believe they can survive without crowds. And there have been warnings from managers and chairman that clubs could fold before Christmas without crowds. I think,
1: it's, I think I'm it's it? really I really worrying and also it's a bit frustrating. I know what's happening with the world right now, but if there's anywhere where they could probably introduce a wee bit of normality and help clubs being funded as getting some fans into the runs because the, a lot of it's open space. Mm. They don't attract thousands and thousands, mm. I think that's a, do you know what I mean? Come on, it must be I mean, so frustrating because, you know what, that if, I heard at the radio at the weekend they're going to try and turn to government for money, man, that's the last thing the government will give money to as fitber. So, I think you're,
4: you're right, you're absolutely right in what you're saying there, Gredo. However, see the fact that there's no seats and it's uh, there's loads of space and all that, that is what's going to make people all bunch together. You know what I mean? When you're, at the fit, uh, when you're at the football, you want to be in amongst uh, the crowd, you know what I mean? And I, With the greatest will in the world, if I went down to Albion no, Rovers, there's, there's no way that they're going to space people out round the, round the stadium. There's I don't
1: no know, way. man. I don't know, man. I, I don't know how I'd argue with that in terms of families. Everybody that's in your bubble sitting on side of the stadium. It's obviously there's...
4: I, I think if you've got an all-seater stadium, it's easier to... To regulate that, you know what I mean. It's easier to, to like, kind of space people out and
2: make sure that they're still being spaced out. The but bottom left is, it, but man, if to, to space them out to stop them sitting together, it's just a domino effect. You're going to, need to hire four in. There's going to need uh, to so to, COVID to, marshals and all, all that. that. Aye, it's it's it just all boils down to the one hang money. In it the, could it, it
4: could end up having having a crowd could end up costing them more money than not having a crowd.
2: Mm-hmm. It's cards, way, it's frustrating. Come, come Christmas, man, there's going to be at least three, four teams go to the wall with this, man. Definitely, definitely, man. Right, guys, Scotland squad has just been announced for the playoff game against Israel. Huh? What do well, you I think? think
4: I'm you love biggest, international tournaments, don't you, to? I'm the biggest fan in international tournament that that, that is going. <laughs> and, I, and I know that these fucking games are a necessary evil. Like, why does there need to be so fucking many of them and so often?
2: I, I concur one million percent. It is depressing. Spending like, a lot of time in it. I, I mean, it feels like the season kind of get a proper run. The season starts. We sh- we've already stopped him me once. We stopped yeah. again. It's like, come on, to fuck, man. How many internationals did they need? And it's push. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's but surely, push. surely, it's better than you know,
0: because international are obviously set out by. FIFA and all that sort of stuff, but surely playing like the Nations League is better than playing these meaningless friendlies because there's at least something and it's competitive and there's something to play for in these nice. things. And then obviously, we've got the game against Israel, which could get us into
2: the Euros, you know? See, John, you're going to. Here this. we go. This is my lower league mentality. You're buzzing for the international
0: I'm not I'm, right. not, I'm not, I'm not, but it, I mean, there is a the total disparity between. Old firm supporters And it's not all old firm supporters But most old firm supporters Don't give a fuck about International football And they'd rather get on with, the, with the... I just want my
4: players To arrive back home Without an injury
0: Yes Oh 100% So da Chris So da <laughs> <laughs> But it is It's like so what,
2: can... the, the only silver lining for us Is the break's coming at a good point We can maybe get a Rebo back Jack and Ruth And I'll be happy with that For the game For the old firm As soon as we
1: I mean, I didn't even know that this was happening until you, you hear the manager say, like, um, oh, you should be fit after the international break. Hello. Ah! Hello. When? Uh, Ryan
2: Fraser's in the squad and Ryan Porteous is in the squad. But then Ryan? also,
1: he's, he's uh, I like talking about all goalies, Robbie McCrory. I wonder how he's doing at Livingston. I, I, they were saying he was getting the blame for quite a lot of the goals. What um, was it, 3-0 last week at Parkhead? And I thought he'd, I thought he'd done all right, uh, Robbie McCrory. Aye. The fuck
2: oh, they, they they beat 3 2
4: Parkid. Ah, sorry. Aye. Two. Aye, I was mean, he, he did have quite a good game. Anytime I have seen him, he's always made a, a few good saves. Because when you're the Livingston goalie, you're going to have to. You know what I mean? During the match, right. you're going to have to. So he's he's coming on he's coming on well. Definitely. Aye. Uh, so all of McBurney's back in the in the uh, squad, so is Lauren Shankland. Goal
2: Shankland
4: to next to... i next I'd see McBurney. I, I don't really think he's that great, to be honest. He's in there on the strength that he's playing football in England for me.
2: I just, I've never really rated him, to be honest. I don't really rate him. I think he's absolutely dynamite on Twitter, but I just don't rate him as a football player. He's good at noising your fans
1: are up at times. So. I, I only really know him through social media, which is a yeah. shame. But well, I, Do you know
4: after. what, not see the fact that you only know him through social media, that tells you about how good he is at fucking football, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs>
2: I don't rate them, man. Much did he go to Sheffield United for? They paid a good wad for him as well, didn't <laughs> they? Fucking, it was old, 7.5, I think. Aye, nah. No, but international, Brett, good luck to Scotland. Hope they get the results. And it would, it would be good to see Scotland at a major tournament. I remember coming home through school, watching it with my dad. France 98, John Collins scored the yep. penalty. The last time I've been there, it for be, June Right, it'd be great to see them back. It'd be great, but. We shall see. And here's a wee question for you as well, Trips. It's thirty-four years since Fergie took over at Man United. He'd, he was there for twenty-six years, but in a recent interview, he says he only managed four world-class players. Can you name them? How'd I don't want on? it. I don't want it around this
4: segment. Right? I've no. I've no read it or anything like that. But I'm pretty certain that I could guess who the four were.
2: I think I could as well. I would put. I would. Give, One, schools, two. Giggs. Brian, Ro- Brian Robson. But Giggs
0: and Ronaldo, I'd say. Well done, Stephen. All four yeah. No, I never right. got all four.
1: He took right. one and I got one. We done as a team. Yeah, Brian, right. R- well. I told said Brian Robson, but... I did I say said Brian
4: G- Robson, G- but how can you say that Brian Robson wasn't world class? Turn it up, Fergie. What do you know about football?
2: <laughs> 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 right, so on the show today, we welcome... Big Bad John is former Arsenal West Ham and of course Celtic striker John Hartson joins us and it's Chris's turn on the Legends Lottery and it'll be a tough act to follow as Gordon Smart last week gave us some brilliant stories eh? what but you think to us oh he's got the phone out he's got the phone out oh, oh you're out. struggling to oh, the hat's getting pulled back the phone's Aye. out oh. what do you think eh?
1: oh, I never know. miss a Legends Lottery man it's fucking
2: easy
1: <laughs> just get on any cunt in all day. day <laughs> I, even it, I, don't even
4: know some, I don't even know somebody that's been a mascot, <laughs> like, that's how bad things are getting here.
2: <laughs> oh, but in talking of Gordon, his father-in-law is Jim Leishman, Leishman, and so on the big question we ask what footballer would you like as a father-in-law? That's a weird Remember? question man. Yeah, John's fucking been having a few beers and he's been thinking that <laughs> way. It was, it was like, do, you know, like, do you know
4: what the good thing is, see when they ask Neymar this? He just said he's in there.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: But now let's go to the man who has more spies than MI6. It's Chris Toll and his rumour mill. Pause for jingles. Crystal
4: Palace are poised to test Celtics' resolve. <laughs> to keep hold at Odds in Edward their formal bid for the 22-year-old before the closing of the transfer window. Arsenal and Brighton. Also around. So he's only at he's no
2: starting, you
4: anyway. know. He's, he's no starting game. Me, see the last two games when he's come on, he's looked as if he'd rather be anywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know what the script is. But as I mentioned before, it, losing him now for me is no as big a worry because a yeti for me looks as if he's gonna score goals all the fucking time. Okay. He's just that sort of guy. He puts me in mind of like Gary Hooper, to be honest with you, and I'm. I'm quite excited to see how he does going forward. Um, but ach, you, you know yourself, you've had it with, uh, with Morelos since
1: mm-hmm. last
4: year. You, these players are going to be linked away all the fucking time. So, you know, I take everything where you pinch your salt, to be honest with you. Like you could do if you listening to it, Chris told him then so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the United are signing Scotland striker Mark McNulty on loan for Reading, the 28-year-old still out of favour with the English Cub and he's uh, on his returning from a similar spell with Hibs last season. Um, Leeds United are looking for a, twi- uh, for a move for 23-year-old Rangers winger Ryan Kent if they fail to land top target Daniel James from Man United. However, last night I believe Leeds, Leeds had a bid for Daniel James accepted, a loan bid for Daniel James. So um, I, th- I think that that Ryan Kent rumour can get put to bed now.
1: Yes, I do want
4: with uh, Aye. St, St. Merns say that they've rejected a substantial offer to fellow Scottish Premiership club Hibbs for their captain Kyle McGuinness. He's not played since January after a suffering a cruciate ligament injury. St Merns say that he's an integral part of the club and have no desire to sell the player. Um, which probably means that they're in good stead financially, I would think, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Celtic are preparing to do a battle with Ajax, Brighton, Hertha of Berlin, Leeds, and Southampton to sign.
2: That's
4: Ryan. some fight, that isn't it? Listen that's that's to this one. To sign Ryan Sessignon. Off. Because... Right. That's no happening, is it? But that's the exact sort of player that we need in a left back, to be honest with you. Or left, uh, left wing back. Well,
2: of course, what in Davies and have just signed that boy for Real Madrid, so Cecilong's not gonna get a game, he's no, got going to go on the way No, man no going to Shelly, let's go. Um Rangers oh. remaining talks about a possible
4: move for South oh. Africa midfielder Bongani ungo after a twenty seven year old returned to French with two action with him on the weekend, but faced competition for a great cracks, <laughs> Olympiacos <laughs> and clubs in Spain's top flight and all. Where did that come from cracks? What's oh, that man, all about? Cracks. Brilliant, it's good. Part of there for me, Andy Store could be set to make a move to yeah. India to kickstart his career. The 32-year-old ex-Torquay former Liverpool Red Legend Robbie Fowler about joining him at East Bengal in the Indian Super League. Is that the
1: league that they've been all surprised
4: in? Isn't it? Um, Roy, would he Real
1: Kashmir? Uh, wow, man, that's a big, big. Well, we're we'll talking a bit earlier about Aaron Hickey going to. On you. Um, and that's a big one, and uh, that's it's a so that's not, a mega lift for the.
4: Or was it Iran or something like that? He
1: Middle
4: played East, somewhere East. in the Middle it East. East it was Israel, I think. Israel? Fuck's uh, sake. Right. Yeah. They, uh, hearing, <laughs> funny, talk about the Middle East, um, we're hearing whispers of uh, a Middle East consortium are looking to take over at Dundee United. The group, which is headed by former airdrie striker Alan Lawrence, were finally uh, initially attracted by the nickname The Arabs. Now looks like, set to make a multi-million pound investment with the first signing earmarked as Bologna's Aaron Hickey. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd fucking managed it this week, lads. The last two was.
1: Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. Call them now on 01698 767 172. Right, G4 trips.
4: Remember if you've been in a road traffic accident, you're not at fault. G4 Claims can make it easy for you. They can provide you with a complete accident management support that you require They'll recover the cost from the at fault party sort out a light for light vehicle replacement and they'll also organize your vehicle to be repaired at one of their approved body shops and returned to you should your vehicle be deemed a write-off they will recover the pre-accident value for your car and a big fat check for it and best of all it won't cost you a penny as they charge the app fault insurance direct G4 Claims don't cold call, they don't buy data, and once they process your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed. And the best thing is, Nicole and the team over there won't take their case on if they don't think that they can help. So if you've been in a road traffic accident or know somebody that has, go on to G4 Claims on 01698 767 That's 01698 767 Get them at notatfaultclaim.com or find them on social media at G4 Claims Ltd. G4 Claims.
1: Not Maybe. Maybe. The Legends Lottery on Football Daft. It's the lottery where you win fuck all, aside for the knowledge that you know that the likes of Brian McPhee, Kieran McInnesby, Scott Walker, you find out what they're up to. It's a Legends Lottery. I've got it Sunday. No, you have no man. I have. Right, yeah. because what that happens is each week we try and get a former hero to come on the show we've been doing pretty well I've obviously missed a few shows so well i miss missed a few guests should I say so my, my my ranking is very very low Bob you're out in front 23.4 you're looking good Chris on 17.2 I'm on 12.5 but To has been buffing out all this show because he's Legends Lottery pulled out and I've told him look just get MD man MD all day so who have you got Toe?
4: Right,
1: let's find out how Gordon done, first of all, because I... Aye, let's find out last week, because now that I know that Toll's, uh, he's, uh, he's struggling here with this Legends lottery, I'm getting a wee bit excited that I could maybe eventually take over on the, on the results, Connor, is it a five?
0: You could do all right, because Gordon was very popular, obviously had some... Absolute brilliant stories about Martin Geisler, Stephen Graham, Noel Gallagher, Jim Leishman. It was all in there.
1: So Very God, controversial, wasn't it, John?
0: It was very controversial, <laughs> some of the stories that were in there. But Gordon scored really highly. A lot of people say we should get him back on as a main guest. Oh, yeah. 4.6, Grado. Crazy. Fucking hell. So that takes you just a point below. Chris, 17.1, you're up to Grado. Wow.
1: So if Toe misses Sunday this week, if he gets Nib on, then is it next week, I'm on? Two no, weeks. I'm on next week. Ah I can't wait for a false night's time then, man. Toe, what's the deal? Where you got?
4: Well I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it out there. I had a very, very, very good guest. <laughs> a very good guest. To the point where John messaged me and said, Listen, mate, I don't want you bringing him on the Legends Lottery. I want him on as a main guest.
1: He said that on just Staff, mate. He Definitely. said that.
4: Right. Now. He's fucking dinged me, hasn't he? Right. <laughs> right. Honestly. What are you feeling, it, mate? I had, it, I had him in had same grade, grade all day. Going nuts at this one, you come on, it's a belter. I'm counting up my, five, my 5.0 score for next week. So I messaged him yesterday. I said, is be good for the morrow? No response. I thought to myself, right, he's a busy guy, understandable. I said, listen, mate, see if you're not good for the morrow. Can you let me know so that I can organise somebody else? And now, I didn't want to organise somebody else without his say-so because I don't want to fuck the guy about, basically. Right? hmm And he's fucking, he's not even get back to me on that.
1: Name see, him. Name him, but, name him. Well, this is the deal because I know it's an awkward position where you go, I don't really want to put him in it, or you go, I, I want to keep him is, for a surprise. I, for-
4: I understand what you're saying, but see if I tell you who so, it is, people are gonna think that I'm trying to bad bad mouth this guy. No, I don't and
2: then don't, I'm, don't. Not,
4: I'm not i am not gonna tell you who it is because I do want to get him on the show somewhere down the line. Right? And I don't want anybody thinking that I'm talking bad and I don't want him thinking that I'm talking about bad about him either so basically i've got somebody that can come on but <laughs> they, can, they, they can't they can't they can't come on now that's the problem because hey. because they're working we are we are filming this at half past four on a wednesday afternoon everybody apart from us four are at their work
1: do you know what i mean you need to come on you need to be on the button with this stuff man i've been putting that position before do you know what i'd do if i was you i'd bring on john or something like that John, how are you doing? <laughs> welcome to the Legends Lottery. How long have you been doing podcasts? Come on, you always need to have somebody up your sleeve.
4: John, you want to be my guest for the Legends Lottery? Let's
1: welcome John to the show. Use right. him!
0: Right, right yeah, yeah, I'll be your guest. Hi, everyone.
1: Hey, uh, wait, it's producer John! Wait, wait to introduce you. Right, Toll, before you, before you agree to us, remember... I mean, I shouldn't be doing this because John John will end up getting a high rating here. Fans, if you're listening and John comes on and you think he's talking shite, please rate it as how you feel.
4: Right, so I've had to go to the back burner and pull out a legend that everybody that watches and listens to the show will know. This guy is an institution in Scottish football. He's, He's interviewed people from all over the world. He's been on the radio, he's, this guy is just, I, honest to God, I owe quite a lot to this guy, I do, and I want him to know how much I appreciate him and everything that he's done for me. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Football Daft, my legend for the week,
0: producer John. Fucking hell, you've hit the bottom of the fucking barrel now if you know
4: Listen, see when you're talking about yourself like that, you expecting folk to fucking give you a good score?
0: No, no,
2: but <laughs> like, aye, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, right, okay, boys, what? So pass, that. John? So John, how? How long have you been doing this kind of work? <laughs>
0: Well, Stephen, thanks for asking that. Um, I've actually been in uh, the, the Tell you, I guess pretty in your career. i been just... in the radio podcast <laughs> business for about 20 odd years now. I started my career at Beat 106 working alongside Remember Beat 106. Beat 106 I worked on the breakfast show there with Des Clark and Heather Sutty. Remember her? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Heather, yes. And I then worked with Paul Harper and Des Clark and then I worked as Head of music at XFM when Beat 106 changed to XFM. You were, you were head
4: of music at XFM. Was head
0: of music that at was F- my go-to station. Well, there that you go. Probably. I was the one picking the music on that. Uh, and then after that, I went down to Real Radio. Well, I went and worked on Gina McKee's Late Night Love. and I was Late uh, Night with
1: Gina McKee.
0: Yes, and I produced the Love, Sex and Relationship show on Clyde One for a while. Big um, fan of that. What Scotland. And then I went down to Real Radio in Newcastle, where I was uh, worked in the Newcastle version of Real Radio down there. That and when your the love of the magpies became... Yes, I started supporting Newcastle when I was down there. Came back up to Scotland, worked with, on Bowie at breakfast with George and Shaban. And then I moved over to Heart and Smooth, and then I'm doing podcasts with you, Bob So there we football, are. What, what, what footballers from all over the world have you interviewed? I've not interviewed any
1: footballers. I but, told you what you're uh, talking
0: about.
4: I, you know what I mean. If you've, you've been part of shows that have had these people, don't be a dick, all right?
1: I used it's to. Must... <laughs> you I want to ask you, John. Yeah. I I want I I want I want to ask you, John. How does it work when you go for beat one o six to XFM and they go like that. fuck man, John. Producer John, his, his contract's running up, man. Let's fucking, let's bite while the iron's hot. No, that. let's get bite. him and the team, sign him up. Does that work? Does that <laughs> how
2: bites
1: while the hot,
2: man? iron? It's, like bo- it's, like bo- it, it's like a <laughs> bosman It's like a bosman I have to say, I did a... like a transfer one day in the radio game where... That's you know, it. <laughs> You've been hearing it a bit, John. You've been oh, running it. Like, the, the, the Jim boss. Hamilton on the radio. <laughs> I'm pretty much like the Jim Hamilton on the radio. A journeyman.
0: I did work on Super Scoreboard, I did work on Super Scoreboard, produced the Saturday show there with uh, DL and uh, Jim Delahunt and, uh, right. you know, so, that. so you're,
4: you're telling us that you're doing a show with Gordon DL and mm-hmm. you've not been able to get him on our show yet?
0: Come I on. Could, pro- could probably get it DL, I'll tell you a story about Gordon DL, only go. there was blinking, there was a charity, <laughs> you do the cash for kids charity auctions on Super Scoreboard when you get all the bids in and all that sort of stuff, so I was producing that. And uh, there was a uh, bike, it was worth about a thousand pounds came in and no one was bidding on it for some reason. You know, it was one of these things. And I was like, ah, what a belting bike is. Listen, I'm going to put in, you know, no one was bidding it. So I thought, I'll put in 200 quid, 250 quid for it. You look like so, a bike guy. Yeah, I said to DL, I said, this is what a what a deal this is because no one's bidding it. I want to give money to the charity and it'll go to waste otherwise. And he went, oh, but that's really good yeah." Do you know what the bastard did? I bid you. Outbid me at the last minute and put in 270 quid and took the fucking bike. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but John, that's bright. But here listen, we um you must have came across like bands coming into the studio and oh, all that. Oh, aye, aye, Come aye. on, who geezer because you're the one that's always putting out the dirt on Twitter on people. You want to know like things that And you know that listen trips so you use a listening to the show, right?
4: Some stuff that, that we've said that we've had to cut out, our guests have said that we've had to cut out, right? But and John holds up prisoners, all. he argues the point that it should be getting kept in. You know what I mean? So John, he's you a hack. Must, oh, absolutely! You must,
0: absolutely. You, absolutely. Must
4: have, you must have come across some absolute belters in your. Place. Ah, come on. Oh
0: God! Aye, aye, aye! I mean, I've met a lot of quite like, quite famous people across the years. Robbie Williams, Charlotte Church, Dave Grohl. are uh, Dave, Dave, Dave um, Grohl. Calvin Calvin Harris, uh, Usher, all these kind of people, um, Powell, Amy Winehouse, met Amy Winehouse as well, had a fight with Amy Winehouse, um, got mistaken for a member of The View once. um, I I smoked a joint with Snoop Dogg once. (laughs) Did you?
1: In your (laughs) fails, Bob?
4: My guy's Bob in Compton. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did you get you some
2: speeches after? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I know, again,
4: I've fine over now. Again, you, right? I regale you with a true story and you fucking ripped the living piss out of me. Do you know, I'm going to stop telling you as my stories anyway. Aye, so, John, who's who's the best, who's the nicest celebrity that you've
0: met? The nicest celebrity? I liked Charlotte Church. She was dead nice. She said, she said to me, I made the best <laughs> cup of tea ever. Right? Yeah. There you go. Know.
4: John, listen, we're going to cut this short. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you for-, for picking up the slack for me, mate. I really appreciate it. Oh, and I'm be- I was being honest when what I said at the start. I'm, I'm really grateful for-, for what you've done for me. And I-, I appreciate you. And thanks very
0: much. It's all right. You can keep your job, Chris. That's fine. <laughs>
4: do you know what? Fuck you. See if you can't kind of be nice to somebody. Go and tell a fuck to yourself. <laughs> You're sitting there laughing at me. And I'm I'm gain some heartfelt emotions, man. (laughs)
2: You know what I mean? Used
4: to used to have a pair of dicks.
0: (laughs) I love you speak you are a pair of
2: dicks,
0: (laughs) I'm never coming on this show
2: again. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) anyway. (laughs) Football dafts. Big (laughs) question. Night troops. This week the question has been inspired by last week's legend lottery guest, Gordon Smart. Remember he was growing about Jim Leishman? Yep. Gordon's fair-in-law. Remember Jim Leishman? Some crack stories, weren't there? Some right-hand stories. was superb, man. About the provost of Fife, including how he ended up in Spearmint Rhino and got a number for a lady called Destiny. Sounded like a crack night. Anyway, we wanted to know if you could have a footballer as a father-in-law, who would it be and why? Grado, I'll come to you first. This is a hard question. quit. This is a hard question. Who you would want as a feather? Fucking or? stupid question. <laughs> Whoa, don't talk to your fucking legends lottery guests like that. Oh, sorry, sorry,
4: John. Sorry, John. Sake. Uh, Thanks for
2: everything you've done for me, but
1: <laughs> Well, my girlfriend's feather, he was uh a Drossen Winton Rovers manager and he's brand new, so I'll just stick with him the new <laughs>
0: Look
4: at that! I'm going to go for Jerry Polini. He <laughs> 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 seemed, like seemed like a great guy. Uh, seems <laughs> like he'd make a good father-in-law. <laughs> but I'll be yeah. honest with you, the father-in-law I've got an house
0: sound this fuck, so I better just leave it at that. Eh? No. Like no. You've, got, you've got to go for one of your heroes, haven't huh? you? You'd look like someone was- like...
1: Frank I'd go with McCoyce. Ali McCoyce, man, I've always said, man, could you imagine if you were, he was your father never meant your father-in-law? Wow, man. Wow. Going for a beer on him on that, kid. Aye, going
2: for a
1: baby on <laughs> father-in-law. <for> <laughs> I suppose it does not work out like that, does it not? I do not know. McCoyste, what are you laughing at, though?
4: But... Um, Mate, I'm having a look through some of these comments for the punters.
2: and Let's I'm go then. I'm going to push myself. Go take it away, Toe. Go the first one, go. Uh, so uh, first of all we've got John, um, he's come in saying
4: very old. we have great stories these days being a selic player and being part of the Lesbian Lions also having a good drink and a laugh at him.
1: It's funny, man, that a lot of these answers are gonna to be to go they're good to go for a drink, we in it? it's like
2: I <laughs> bet there's one that's yeah, a fucking tougher, man. Oh, right, well, let's we'll go, Stephen Thompson, just like every other fair in law talks one load of piss. <laughs> Lol <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: brilliant.
2: uh, the next one we've got here is Bert, who says Messi,
4: because you'd be minted.
1: Fair enough. Well, are you going to get money? Is that the way it works?
4: I do. You know that That's the society we live in, Graham. Shocking. What are you
1: talking about,
0: Graham? You're sitting, living in your farm, lost house at the moment. I know, big mansion.
2: (laughs) Talking a little bit about the game, the more I want to see that Barry's going all out in the back. Right. Craig says Ali because cause it would be some fucking laugh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Alan says Gordon McQueen, no real interest in his stories though. Well that'd be with his daughter Haley.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Alan says uh, sorry, the dark guy says Brian Lloydrop, so I could inherit his genes and be a beautiful bastard, right? The dark guy, your father in law, you don't inherit Oh, exactly, I know. Hey. I don't know how things work in Ayrshire <laughs> <laughs> So uh, maybe, maybe have a wee word to be yourself about that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Joe says Marvin Wilson because I'd never tire of listening to him tell me about the only goal of the game he scored for the glorious Diamonds against Celtic in the League Cup
1: at the New Broomfield That's a good shout. Uh, Davies wrote in to say Alan McGregor Because at least then He's not going to shag my word (laughs) Football daft With G4 Claims Been involved in a road traffic accident Get them now At notitfaultclaims.com
0: Football is a short career But what if we could Wind the clock back And give some of the UK's Favourite ex-pros At one more go around Yeah One last match who would they choose as their teammates? Who would they pick as their gaffer? What stadium would they want to walk out at one last time? That's what we asked to club legends like Jason McAteer. I finished my career and there's there's always that feeling I had that I always wish I'd won something for Liverpool. We should have won the Premier League. We should have won a, a trophy. John Hartson.
3: So I think back and I think... Pfft. You know, I, I probably, I've never got over that, you know, losing
1: that night. Emil Heskey. Going to Birmingham and it just wasn't the same, you know, they wasn't confident enough in their ability to actually hit that pass. Mm-hmm. But Steve had just gone, bang, bang. And it was, it was, uh, it was, it was great to play with.
0: Season one is coming soon to Apple, Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now and see why it's never too late for one last match. One last match with
1: who knows when's. Put your money where your mates are.
0: It's time for the Pro Set Playoff on football daft for your chance to win the case of beer fifty-two. Sad news, gentlemen. This could be the last one. But the last uh, podcast? No, the Pro Set Playoff. This could be the last Pro Set Playoff. John I'll, I'll send you the other. I'll send you the other cards. It's for another season, but. Oh good, well we, we might start again, but um, I, um, Beer52, are uh, going to take a wee break from us um, So listen, if you, like, if you would like to sponsor this feature, you can get involved, get in touch uh, on the Twitter And yeah, all you have to do is give us some product to give away and we can keep this going Otherwise it could be the last one And on to play for the case of Beer52 this week is Kevin How we doing? How you doing Kev? How's it going mate? Good guys, good Kevin, um,
4: Kev, I'm sick of you, so you, mate I
0: know, mate It's like, well, best mate It's not, I mean? <laughs> Kevin was our previous pundit on Celtic Daft Remember, if you want our bonus podcast Get on to patreon.com forward slash football daft Always selling The best one <laughs> <laughs> Always selling <laughs> all You were on the money there, John, weren't you? Oh, absolutely, man. absolutely So we know Kevin from Celtic Daft um, Kevin, do you know the rules for the Pro Set playoff? Yep, I do Right, ninety-one, ninety-two. Pro set cards in front of me. You got a
1: notepad there, Kev? No, you. you, you My college kinda... stuff, mate.
0: My
2: college stuff.
1: All oh,
2: oh, right. He's having breakfast. He's college. Walked to come on football. Dad. No. Like it, yeah. like Absolutely. Uh, so it's just yeah. out of
1: interest, I know you said after you you, you you go to college for chefing and stuff like. that. What do you need to study? Just like knives and flour.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, the know I'm studying allergens. Oh, oh that's like a big stuff. hang not it. just like. I know I'll get my own, my own restaurant. I don't want somebody killing everything and, and getting a lawsuit, you know what I mean? Aye.
2: So, basically, you're sitting there at the moment, you're studying a matter of life or death, mate. It could be. Know, Just put me it off. Of it, I tell you what, Kev, see once you get the restaurant
4: up and running, your restaurant can take over this portion of the show. right? <laughs> and what we'll do is we'll give you away a free meal every week at your <laughs> restaurant, mate. I'm saying you only need to pay four ninety-five 95 for the postage. i right.
0: <laughs> 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 a free dessert and all. <laughs> So uh, pro set cards in front of me from the 91-92 season, um, we've shuffled them, I'll pick out players at random, read the description on the back, the first person to buzz in and get the right answer gets a point. point, first to two wins, but first of all, I need to hear those buzzers, so Kevin, what is your buzzer going to be? Uh, since we're talking about food, I'll just say food. Food, excellent, right, okay, uh, we'll draw out someone for you to play, Kevin, who do you fancy today?
1: I think Norrie guys are decent, so they'll probably beat me anyway, so anybody will do. Oh, what a lovely guy, Kev. If this is the end of this segment of the show, we're going out with a banger, a gent. Here we go, let's draw the name out. who do you, you
0: support against, uh, Kevin? <laughs> <Celtic>.
4: <laughs> Kev, you only need to look at the name, Kevin. Divine, ain't you? Know, yeah, uh, if, you're, if, you're
0: watch, if you're watching the video version of this, you'll see all the Celtic tops hanging up in the background. And it's Celtic versus Celtic. It is Chris That's our bummer. You do me. Well, from one as well there, Kevin. So, um, case of beer on the line. What's your buzzer, Chris? Chris. Right. Okay. We've got Chris <laughs> versus food. All right then. <laughs> That's a TV For show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. First player out of the Pro Set Playoff deck. Um, this person was the top scorer at Broomfield Park last season with twenty goals. Despite food. Chris. Chris. On coil. Former guest on the show Mr Oh, oh. You're oh. at it too Well nice done one. Look you serious eyes look oh, Are you <laughs> sure he's not got a set of these cards 1-0 Toe Here we go Kevin Let's get you back in the game Oh Cracking player this one This player returned to his hometown club During the coast season From Chelsea After playing five seasons Chris Redo Chris John Spencer Wrong I know who it is keep playing right we'll keep playing he made his Falkirk debut in 1983 and appeared for the Bairns 64 times before signing for Chelsea in 1985 he returned to spend a period on loan at Brockville Park during season 1987-1988 this player is a speedy winger it. who can cross the ball with accuracy oh I
1: know who that is wait, oh, wait, cool. fuck
0: the card over Kev so you can uh, see him
1: on you go I don't know who it is
0: that's the player
1: No, nah, that's not who I thought it was no, I can't even see, can't
0: can't see God God, no, that is God.
4: <laughs> Kevin McAllister
1: Punchy
0: Punchy Absolute legend of I'm
1: the- sat here going Pat and Evan <laughs> Pat and Evan
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pat and Evan Was it a Chelsea
4: hang me? Aye That's why I say John Spencer a
0: Right here we go Next player out This is uh, for the one for Chris Do you need to get on the board here Kev Hopefully one of you Will get this one This player debuted For Celtic in 1982 And is now In its 11th season Chris years. Chris
1: Paul Oh Weeks he jumped in too
0: early Who is it? Ah, Paul McStay Paul McStay We're not giving away The beer this week It is Paul McStay <laughs> <laughs> Hey
2: do you know what, since,
0: what
4: this you is a, since this is The last week You can have the beer Kev.
0: Oh, oh That's, that's nice Best bottles you <laughs> well, my man. If he was a Rangers supporter Chris That's the big question Aye man It's the last week What are we going to do with them They'll go to a date That's true That's very true I'm going to take on, moment
4: Right but Aye. Kev What you've got to do What you've got to do is Right See we one of these bottles of beer You've make got to be. make You've got to make that's a meal Right We right. one of the bottles of beer And let's see what you make
1: Definitely He's on it Have you studied beer beer, beer, beer recipes Is that a wee <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I'll are come you, next, I think. Are
0: we so ill, you, are we Ill stu? stu? Are we ill,
1: Stu? will be nice. He'll steal, nice, that's right. Well done, John. Aye, 10 points.
0: Way. Uh, so remember if you want Beer 52 and you can cook with it as well as drink it yeah, get on to beer52.com forward slash daft the offer is still up there uh, you'll be able to get a case of beer for just £4.95 and remember Beer 52 monthly subscription service for beer source great beers from across the world that you can cook with and drink uh, small batch breweries they've got lots of good beers in there so get on board now beer52.com forward slash daft get your first case of
1: beer for free football daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to Football Daft, a man who scored goals for everyone from Arsenal to Wimbledon to West Ham and to his country Wales. He moved to Scotland in 2001 and became an integral part of Martin O'Neill's side, scoring one one in every two games and won three titles, two Scottish Cups and a League Cup, as well as Players Player of the Year. It's big bad John Hartson. What's happening, John? Thank you. I'm buzzing, all right, mate. mate. All I'm, good. I'm all I'm good. I'm buzzing here. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm high as a kite, man. I'm, I'm buzzing for this one.
2: I think me and Gaidos could get a day off. I don't think we're going in
1: Edgeways. <laughs> this is <laughs> I, your I, day, Cole. This is your
4: day. This, this is it. Finally, it's, it's all built up to this, I had the cloud a few months back. Now I've got John Hartson. Brilliant.
2: Get <laughs> hey, Frank McAvaney as well
4: we all we all wanted to hear the shagging stories for for Frank, didn't we? So that was a that was a, that was a get, Give you any? Did he give you any? Oh, no, I don't miss that. Well, I
3: know, I know, he's he's very wise, Frank, he's, he's very sensible now, and he aye.
4: He's Where's his cards close to his chest? <laughs>
2: or, or somebody else's chest, depending. <laughs> So how's things been, John? How you been getting on, mate? You been all right? Things are man? all right, mate. Yeah, things are okay. Um
3: I've got uh, my family here. I live in Edinburgh now, just outside Edinburgh. I've got uh, I've got five children, four, four daughters, and my son. But um, my youngest three um, you know, live live here with my myself and my wife. And I think a lot of people think, you know, they think of John Hudson and they think oh, he lives this big extravagant, you know, lifestyle and everything else. But I very much don't. I very much don't, you know, I'm from a a very humble background, you know, from a council estate in Swansea, like a lot of us are from council estates. Yeah. And, and I generally, that, that's what I like to do. I, I, I look after my family. Um, I do my work on the weekend. I've got so, a little bit of work this year with Sky. Mm-hmm. Um, I write, I'm bringing out my own podcast uh, next week. Oh, I'm, yeah, man, getting here. Oh, 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 going. Oh, the bus. This
4: <laughs> is, is an ambush. This is just a
3: big advert for you, Hartson, isn't it? No, it's not. I've done, I must have done about 30 podcasts during lockdown. (laughs) You have? I've noticed that. A guy rang me last week, and he said, look, John, he said, you know, why don't you just do your own? And I'm like, well, i never really thought about it, but I think podcasts now, you know, especially with the lockdown and everything else, and people have to stay at home and, and work at home and everything else, and, you know, you can't travel big distances, and, I think people are listening to podcasts now more than ever these days. Oh, definitely.
1: It's, it's, I think it's taken over. See the likes of like your Saturday Night Live and maybe watching Jonathan Ross on a Friday night. People now are going on podcasts. That's where you get your, your interviews and in, in, they're longer. The, you don't need to worry about telecompanies and what you're saying, any restrictions. They're a
2: lot more natural. Aye. <laughs>
1: yeah, yes. they are. They are. I, think, I think
3: radio is a lot more personable anyway than, than television. 100% mm. You know I actually enjoy Doing the The radio Actually more than Being on the television To be honest with you My, my, my mum always said I've got face For radio anyway.
2: <laughs> So how's how are you doing how, how are you Getting on at Sky mate How's all that going
3: Alright um, I've always Since Since I retired um, In 2008 I had my health To cope with You know Obviously Testicular cancer Spread to my lungs And onto my brain And it was something that I needed to get stronger. First of all, I needed to get through that that uh, horrendous period of my life where you know I, I was really under a lot of pressure at one stage. I was, I was lucky to come through because I, I'd been so ignorant of the lumps on my testicles. I allowed my te- I allowed the cancer to spread from testicular cancer to my lungs and onto my brain. So at one stage, I needed two emergency brain operations and after that then you go into a a chemotherapy program um you've got to get yourself stronger you just hope then that everything stays away um not not a case of secondary and things come back and reappear so i was very blessed in terms of being given a second bite at life really and it's totally changed me it's changed me as a personality it's just the simple things in life uh, that i i respect and appreciate to be honest you know time with my family Time with my friends, you realise who your friends are when you're going through that difficult period. Yeah. All the players and all the teams and the supporters I I'd met over a 20 year career, there's probably only about four or five that were actually around my bed, and no doubt they they, they spared, you know, they were thinking of me and everything else. But yeah. you do realise, and you put things into perspective after that, and and that's what I've done. It's it's, it's changed me immensely. My experience with cancer.
2: So it's kind of it's why they ones mate. Obviously, gives you a kind of outlook, different outlook, and you feel you've got a second chance almost.
3: You do feel as if um, you know you you learn from the way that you were, and uh, you appreciate the fact that you you've got a second bite at it. Mm -hmm. And um, you 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 know for for the for a child um, to go through life and lose a parent and things like that. I was thinking how it would affect my family if I was to go. Um, if I was to lose my life, how would it affect them going forward with their lives? And, you know, there's lots and lots of things. And we all want to live. We've all got reasons to live and go on and have bright futures and be healthy. You know, it's the one thing that, that, um, that nobody wants is, is a long-term illness. So, you know, you look at people like, you know, lots of people like Doddy Weir at the minute and, 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 and obviously Fernando Rickson, who I played against really nice people, gentlemen, and and, and Donnie Wears fighting uh, motor neuritis disease. And, and it took Jimmy Johnson as well, uh, passed away through. You know, and, and you think to yourself, you know, you mourn about the weather and this, that, and the other. And, and as I said earlier on, you, you mourn all the time, people about things. But ultimately, when you put it into perspective, if you've got your health, you know, Depending. that's that's all you need. If you haven't got your health, pretty much so, then then you know it's 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 obviously not a nice experience. So I was very blessed to have come through my personal battle. And as you said, it's different for me. It's different now because I, I, I don't want the extravagant stuff. I've lived a nice life. I've been able to to travel and I've been able to play football for a living. But now it's just a case of just living ordinary and looking after my children, dropping them down at the schools in the right times and I nip down to Wales and I nip down to my local pub in the village, and that's what I do. I, I don't mix with footballers anymore. I'm not, I'm out of that circle, if you know what I mean. It's, I. It's and look after my family and stay healthy. That that that's all my goals are, to be honest. I.
2: Right.
1: am I'm, I'm really interested what you're going to do in your podcast, John. If you get an idea, is it all set up? Like yeah, is it going to? What, can you tell us a wee bit about it? So I'm interested
3: what, is, what is great? Oh, it's um, it's a good
1: excuse for the other podcast,
3: isn't it? Can't have get main podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know a lot about podcasts, to be honest with you. But there's a gentleman called um, David Macdonald, and David used to work for Ladbrokes. He used to be the guy that used to organise all the last Ladbrokes sponsorship and everything with the, with the with the Scottish Premier League, um, mm. and the SPL previously. Obviously, now it's the Scottish Premiership, um, but. He approached me and he basically said, look, we'll get it all set up. He says, you know, an awful lot of people. He said, why don't we, why don't we start sort of, you know, building up a podcast for you? He says, you can get some great guests. And, and what I basically said to him was, I only want to do it if we go away from the Celtic thing, if we don't just do Celtic. Mm-hmm. Celtic players, I love Celtic. I've got a Celtic tattoo. I had a wonderful time there. Celtic is a huge part of my life. But I want to do this as I want to bring in Celtic um, people, Celtic guests, Rangers guests. One week, I want to bring a surgeon in if he'll talk to us about about health and and everything else. I want to maybe even take a man off the streets and just talk to him, see where he is, see what he's up to. Because that's the type of person I am. I'd Mm. rather listen to a man off the streets. Who's had a difficult time lately? that listen to a superstar, to be honest, because I'm not really overly, you know, into stars and everything else. So I've I, mean, met I, totally, I totally, I totally agree with
1: that. I've always yeah. said look, podcasts. I want to talk to a binman. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. What's your life as a bin man? Tell you, and how do you fit watching Fitbit in? And what, oh, do, what do you have for your lunch? I love all that stuff.
4: The bins get collected in the morning
1: and the football's on at night. <laughs> <so Bobby>. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I want to know somebody that's done it all the days and the stories that they've had with bins. Just we random things like that. We, sounds- get, we,
3: <laughs> we, we get a lot of the football stories, don't we? We've heard a lot Aye. of them. We've heard them after dinner talks and... Hospitality lunches—we've all been—and they're great. Don't get me wrong; they're enjoyable, they're good fun. But I just wanted it to be not so much about me, because mm-hmm. my story's out there; it's been out there a million times. You know, just about—I I want to give something back—and with with the with the people that I know and and the characters that I've met. Um, you know, for instance, my first guest—I'll tell you—but my first guest on Tuesday is Jackie McNamara, yeah. simply because. Jackie's doing all right. Yeah, he's doing okay, actually. So um, we're doing it on Tuesday. Obviously, we'll have to record it and then the the guys will edit it. I don't know when it will be showing and everything else. But Jackie's a great guest for me because I've roomed with Jackie at Celtic. Um, We both, you know, recently Jackie, more so than me, has has had his health problems as well and he's come out of it with flying colours. He's doing well again now. Good. You know, he had a testimonial at Celtic. He was let down by Gordon Strachan when Gordon Strachan sold him to Wolves and he brought in Paul Telfer. So there's there's lots of things I can ask Jackie, but more so than anything else, I'm, I'm just going to ask him how he is, aye, aye, how aye. he's getting on, how is his wife, how is his children and all this sort of stuff, you know. Um, mm. And again, that takes it away from football. I know we're both footballers and there's football fans out there, Celtic fans, will want to know the football stories. We'll touch on that. But more so, I wanted it to be um, more personal and let the guests just talk away. Just ask them a question. It's going to be difficult because, as you know, I like talking. <laughs> 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 just let the guests talk. And that's why I think it'll be more interesting than anything else. I'm just taking it away from the Celtic and the football and the Arsenal and the West Ham. All this sort of stuff. Because life, to me, football was a huge part of my life but Mm you go into training at nine o'clock in the morning and you finish at one. So that's four hours a day. What do you do for the other 20?
2: (laughs) Go to to cruise and
4: and get yourself some new Prada (laughs) gear.
3: Yeah, absolutely. But all joking aside, it's like 20 hours of the the day you've got to live. And then you've got to to obviously organise your home. You've got to be happy where you are. The children play a big, massive role. All these things, football, obviously, then that's every day. But the other 20 hours of the day, people tend to look at you, oh, you're a footballer, you train, you've got a great life. But if your life Mm. isn't right, when you finish away from the training ground and you're training, then the pitfalls are there. The bookies are there. 100%. You know, the pubs, the grid, or the pubs are there. The bad characters <laughs> are there. You know, the, the hangers-ons. Are Everybody
2: there. wants to hang on to you, man. If Everybody wants
3: a piece of you. I am got I am got a Welsh I am got a Welsh jersey to my name. I won fifty-one caps. Mm-hmm. I've given them all away. Aye, aye. I've got a son now who's asking me for a shirt. I've got to say I am got a shirt. So mm-hmm. during my career I give it all away. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just saying because I'm not really I don't really have things up anyway, you know, pictures right. of Shirts and everything else, they're all hanging up in Swansea and bars and pubs and everything else. But, um,
2: it's... it must have been difficult for you, John. So, obviously, like, back like touching on your career, like, you were like when you went to Arsenal for Luton, you were the most expensive teenager at that time, mm. weren't you? Yep, yeah, yeah. How did how did you cope with all that? Like, I, I was
3: in a bubble, mate. I was in a bubble. Um, and I always say to young players now, I, I try and say to them, look. Take everything in, everything you do, every game you play, every experience, take it in and embrace it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Because it happened to me so quickly. At 19, I became you know a, a, a teenage sensation. I went to Arsenal for record money to Britain's most expensive teenagers. Mm-hmm. How many teenagers in Britain play football? Exactly. And I was worth the most. Yeah. You know? And then I went to West Ham for big money. Then I went to Wimbledon for record money. Then I came to Celtic for £6 million. So then big price tags followed me around everywhere else. And with big price tags become big pressure and big headlines. You see know, we,
4: because, see, see you know, with those uh, big signing-on fees, could you know buy back some of the jerseys and get your laddie one of them?
3: <laughs> I could probably get older one, mate. I know <laughs> what you're saying. That's, that's a nice thought, nice thing to say. I could probably get older one if I needed to. My son's doing all right. He doesn't go without but um, as I said, it's just, you know, things I used to do, boots and buy tickets for friends to come into grounds and Uh, and this and that. And it it just puts it into perspective now when I've been living in Edinburgh for four years and I've been retired about 11 years. And you just wonder, your phone doesn't ring quite as often anymore, uh, but it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing because I think sometimes you can have too many friends. I've got 2,000 um, numbers in my phone, but there's probably about five or six in there that I could really say, do you know what? Spend a bit of time with him. I really like him. I trust uh, him. Yeah. And trust for me is second only to health. Uh, You've got to trust. If you're going to go on with somebody as a mate and everything else, trust to me has always been, you know, the, the number one, number two thing after my health. Where there's no trust, there's nothing, you know?
4: Well that's, that's a big part that's a big part of your career as well. What trust that you've played under a lot of a lot of managers obviously throughout your career, John. Mm-hmm. Um did did you have that trust in George Graham when he brought you into Arsenal?
3: Well, what happened with George, strangely enough, was um George signed me and then and then obviously i I, I started to play with Ian Wright, who was the England centre forward. And then George got the sack after oh. about a month because he took he took a little bit of a backhander off a off a Swedish agent, I think, or a Norwegian agent. Right. Um, and he lost his job because of that. And apparently he gave the money back. So if he's going to get the sack, what's the point of giving the money back? You'd have kept it, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so George was sort of a short spell, really. I didn't really get to know George that well, although he signed me for the football club George Graham's a legend at Arsenal. I think he's one of only two men that have won the double as a manager and a player at wow. Arsenal. A great disciplinarian, Scotsman. Um, so I didn't get to know George that well. And then it was um, Bruce Rioch for a spell, and then I worked under Arsene Wenger, who was just—he um, was just phenomenal. Arsene Wenger, the way that he just changed everything and um, and and made the players. Jesse got that little bit extra out of the senior players as well, the Tony Adamses and the nice. Steve Bowles, the Martin Keowns, the David Siemens. They will tell you now that, that you know just listening and adapting to what Arsene Wenger was, was, was trying to teach them, they did that. They tuned in and they say themselves now that Arsene Wenger put two or three years on top of their careers at that particular time when they were almost on their way out. But Wenger coming in you know, give them a new lease
1: of life, you know? John, I want to ask you, because we're going to be talking about Celtic, but you're probably, as you say, you've been doing loads of podcasts through lockdown and you've probably covered it a million times. But take me back to when you turned up at ibrooks in the Wimbledon Taupe. Um, I remember it as a wee guy. I remember being buzzing. I remember looking at the paper going, this will be a great signing. Yep, same. Um, I was shaking myself. Do you remember? I, like, I was, room. I was myself, man. aye. It was, it was just, I was so excited that we were going to sign Big Bad John Hartson and then what happened? What
3: happened was I was, um, I didn't have a favourite Scottish team. I'd only been to Scotland once in my life and that was on a pre-season tour with with Harry Redknapp and West Ham 1997. We played in a a testimonial at Ibrox, lost 3-0 and we played Celtic as well um, at the time. And that's the only time I'd ever been to Scotland, ever, in my life. And I had no allegiances at the time. I was playing for Wales. And uh, Mark Hughes came to see me, the Welsh manager. And he says, John, I think I'm going to have to leave you out this weekend of our game. We were playing Estonia away, which I thought, not a bad game trip to miss anyway. <laughs> it's a long way, Estonia. And he said to me, uh, we've had a telegram coming to the hotel that Rangers have bid six million pounds for you and uh, they'd like to sign you. And so David Murray is sending his private jet down to Cardiff airport. You've got to go and get yourself ready. Um, you know, we'll allow you to miss the game this weekend for us. This is your career. All the best. Now, for my dad, who was on 30 miles down the road in Swansea, my dad made his way up to Cardiff. We got a taxi into the airport and then it was the private jet. Uh, we flew up to Glasgow. Uh, we're in Glasgow in 40 minutes. I was met with a load of press at Glasgow airport. I think I was um, equal in what they'd spent for Ronald De Boer. Um, Ronald De Boer was actually signing on the same day. So we take it into Ibrox, and um, I'm walking down the side of the tunnel, and I'm getting ready to sign for Rangers. I'm playing for Wimbledon at the time, also I'm with the Welsh team, but Wimbledon was my club team. And uh, Ronald's on the, he's in the center circle, in the middle of the pitch with his ranger scarf like that so i've gone ronnie ronnie and he's looked over and i've said give me two minutes we'll do it together yeah. we'll post together for the pictures and whatever it is so he said yeah no problem great you know so i was up the tunnel i walked in the dressing room to the left and um was there i'll bet uh, bomber brown and little old high five in or oh, what a sign and we can't wait to get you on board John and everything else so then I get ushered off uh, to go for the for the medical um I had one scan on my knee and then I come straight back I think it was in Ross Hall somewhere in Glasgow yeah. city yeah. centre I had a scan I was half an hour away um in the car they've got the scans and then i also agreed with Sir David Murray upstairs in one of his offices, a five-year contract uh, I'm signing. All I had to do was pass this medical. So then um, I got to the hospital, did my scan, x-ray, everything else. And I'm, I'm with Dick in uh, in one of the offices downstairs away from David Murray's big sort of office and everything else and all these mahogany chairs and the big table, the chairman's office, of course. Mm-hmm. So I go downstairs, I'm sitting in with Dick Advocat and uh, we've got the contract there and I'm just waiting. <clears throat> and his Dutch, um, his fellow Dutch doctor came in and he said, look, I'm really sorry, Mr. Advocat. He said, we can't do the deal. So Dick Advocates, what are what you what you're talking about? You know, John's here, he's ready to sign. Um, And then they just basically pulled the plug. They said, we can't do the deal because there's something showed up on John's knee um, that we believe, you know, he wouldn't get through what we need him to get through in terms of the training and the games. And I was 26 years of age, prime of my life in terms of my career, scoring goals, you know, down south, representing my country. And I had Man United talking about me. I had other clubs I could have, you know, been interested with. And then within 10 minutes, I, I am back on the plane and I'm back down to Cardiff. And I, I basically failed the medical Rangers because of, of, of a knee. Um, and then I'm, I'm not being, uh, a lot of people have said to me over the years, oh, John, they got you up there. That, that was just a publicity stint. It was this, it was that. And I genuinely believe that it wasn't. I think I genuinely believe that the, the physio come back, the Dutch doctor, and he must have saw something. In, in the knee that sort of prevented them going on and, and doing the deal. Um, did they
4: never did they never show you what it was or anything or like that? No, they
3: never never showed me nothing like that. And what was what was a little bit pleasing for me was I went on from there six months later. I did a preseason in St Andrews with Coventry, uh, with Gordon Strachan. And what was pleasing for me more than anything, as from a personal point of view, was I went on to make 220 appearances then for Celtic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Ali signed me for £6 million. I flew the medical and I made 220 appearances. I played more games for Celtic than what Ronald De Boa did for Rangers. I scored more goals than Ronald did at Rangers for the same money. And um, I, I never missed a game. I never missed a training session because of this so-called bad knee. <laughs> um, and the Celtic fans used to say to me as they would, when you score, John, Run to the corner and rub your knee to the fans that caused a riot, but (laughs) I I never went. I never did that. I never did that because I just wanted to just by scoring and by playing was enough to say, well, you got that one wrong, you know. Um, But what 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 is unusual is well not so much unusual, but what I try and say is is that you know I would have been a Rangers player because. Mm -hmm. I, I had nothing against them, you know, during that particular time. Um, I, I had no allegiances to Celtic. I hadn't experienced an all-firm game. And I would have signed for Glasgow Rangers had they, you know, pursued with the medical. But, um, you know, that upsets one or two Celtic fans. But it's common sense. If ah, I hadn't had any interest from Celtic <laughs> and I got the boat and I, I had no needlesses again. So,
2: right.
3: But you know, sometimes you just think things happen for a reason and maybe it just maybe it just wasn't what meant to be Is one of those things. But that is the gospel of truth. And uh, that's exactly uh, in detail how, how things panned out.
2: Like when you move to Celtic and you see Larson's there and Sutton's there,
3: mm.
2: how daunting is that for you? with they two there already? And you know you need to fight for a place to get in there. Well, but you haven't got
3: there. 2001, they'd they, they just previously won the treble.
2: Aye. Mm-hmm. And Henrik
3: and Chris uh, had formed up this unbelievable partnership when they, they yeah. won the treble. Yeah. And I think they scored 66 goals between them, you know? And I've got to go in there. upset mm-hmm. set the apple cart. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the record sign-ins. I think the record signing was 6.5. I think there was a couple of us that were six. And I haven't come to sit on the bench. I haven't come to mess about here. I want to play. And for the first five or six games, um, Celtic did very well. They were winning. And I'm thinking, how oh, on earth am I going to get in this team? But um, luckily for me, Chris Sutton and his professionalism and his, um, you know, the, he, was, he was such a great professional, great player. Chris, this one, he, he said it was okay for him to go play in midfield and play at, 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 in the defence. And once I got in the team, I never came out i never came out for five years i had two back operations but um i was a constant player in that team and i always say maybe with with hartson larson and sutton in the one team we're always very we were obviously much stronger than one of us sitting on the bench where henrik was never going to be sub and chris either really but um chris was um you know he, he could play in a number of positions really um he had a great engine and um you know, luckily for me, he, he said that, fine, you know, I have a lot of respect for John. Let John and Henrik play and I'll drop into midfield just off the front. Or I'll go and play centre-back. And we had a great spell. We had a great spell together at Celtic. As you know, the UEFA Cup final and, and all the trophies and everything else. Um, and it was a brilliant, brilliant part of my life. But it was daunting. But I had to get in straight to, I had to get in the team. And luckily I, Martin O'Neill, who believed in me, which gave me that chance. Right.
2: You caused me a few heartbreaks the other years, John. I won't lie. Oh, horrible you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> A horrible sin. I had a good run. To be fair, I had a really good run and, against me. I think I scored the winning goal in four consecutive games. Oh,
2: That's I remember. Crazy. I remember, yeah. mate. I remember. And
3: it's just one of those things where you hit it right. off. And, and you know what it's like. If you, Those are the games that you adhere yourself to the crowd. Right. You know, those are the games where and it's not just Glasgow it's it's everywhere it's Ireland it's North America it's New York it's Canada you know, Celtic and Rangers fans all over the world you know clubs and everything else so when you win them games they're a nightmare when you lose them you don't want to get your head off the pillow but when you win them everybody feels it not just the players the managers the staff the kit man the tea lady the supporters the supporters right. abroad that, that tuned in I think it's it's shown in over 300 countries, you know, this particular game, Celtic Rangers. Um, so when you get the winning goal, it's obviously very pleasing. And that's that's why at that particular time, and even now, um, I have a great affinity with, with the Celtic fans. Right.
1: Well, and you see how, you were talking earlier about, you have a wee bit of regret about how you looked after yourself when you played. Did you... Talk, 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 to us about that. Like, what that's does, that's what is great old, I love talking to about stuff like this when it comes into yeah. folk being unfit. <laughs> Not that I'm saying you were unfit, right? But yeah. what you could have done better. Like I know I'll always look back on my wrestling career and going, I should have got, in a good nick but I never did. Mm, so it
4: like... see if you take that away for you, no, you're taking away a lot of your character.
1: No, I know, no, I know that, I know that, I know that, but it still won't stop me for later on life going, why did I not just put my nose in the gym and watch my diet and stuff like that? And it, It's good to hear for somebody else that, you know, you, you said yourself, you wish you looked looked after yourself better.
3: Well, well first and foremost, I was fit. I was fit. Aye. You had to be fit, otherwise I wouldn't have survived, I wouldn't have played the games. And you've got to be fit to play in Gordon Strachan's teams because Gordon Gordon played till he was 39 and he based his emphasis on his players with with fantastic fitness. So I was fit. Um, But if I'd have gone through my career a stone and a half lighter and I'd really knuckled down, done extra, watched my food, watched my drinking, because I loved the pint. I loved the pint with the lads and... um, and everything else. I, and, and, and nowadays tr- players don't drink, um, you know, they, <laughs> they go and have a couple of shots or whatever else, but it's maybe where I came from, Gredo, because I'm from that area where I collected glasses in my local social club for a fiver on a Friday and Saturday night, my mum and dad would be playing bingo on my, you know, and at the end of the night, my mum be having, you know, my mum would play bingo, my dad would be in the bar, and the only, the only time they'd see each other was at the end of the night in the hall for a slow dance. <laughs> you'd have all the boys, you'd have all the men in the bar, and you'd have all the women in the hall, you know, and, and the men would come in to watch the show and everything else. And that's why I, I'm a little bit old school in that sense, mm-hmm. you know, when I go to a Bathgate or whenever I go, and I go to social clubs and everything i mean, my oils there, that's what I like. Because that's the way I was brought up. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. a little pool table in the corner, jukebox, everything else, Aye. That, that was me. Aye. The, rather than going to a nightclub, it's so much better than it, just sitting with the old, audience yeah. getting a pint and talking away and talking about the news I, and all I, that. I, that's I, the I, best I times. i did done all right
3: in nightclubs. I, you know, I, I, I <laughs> went to times
1: but,
3: uh, but no, I didn't miss out on anything. I've got to say that. Uh, but when I, when I say that, you know, I just think, I just think maybe, maybe tuning in a little bit more and, and obviously appreciating where I was, you know, on the level of career and the level of teams and the games I was playing. I was playing Champions League football. That is for the elites, you know. I played for Arsenal, double winners and West Ham with Rio Ferdinand and these guys playing for Wales with Giggs and Bellamy and Hughes and Russian. So I was at the elite level. I, I reached the peak of my career, 51 caps, senior level for my for my uh, for my country. But I I still believe in my own mind. If if I tuned in and just looked after myself, maybe not gone for that pint, maybe been a bit a bit lighter. Um, I could have got around a bit more. I could have jumped higher. I could have lasted longer in games where Martin was bringing me off after 75 minutes because I was done and I'd already scored a couple of goals anyway. So he was quite pleased. I could have just gone on. And that's when I say that. But, you know, let's not, let's not, let's not get away, of away and think that I was unfit and I couldn't score goals and I couldn't get across people. You look at my videos, that sell like 110 goals. You don't score that amount of goals. if I've un- never
1: got the math. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I was fit, but I just, it's just myself. Um, right. I just feel I could have gone a bit higher.
4: One, uh you were responsible for my ma winning hunters and hunters of money, right, because she used to, like, touching on McGredo, she used to say, I just love big hearts and he's just a big cuddly guy, I just love him, <laughs> so she would put 20 quid on you every week for the first goal, right, Good. and honest to God, I ain't, I ain't down to you, I've had a few holidays and stuff like that, mate, so, <laughs> <laughs> it, you were, were kind of like a, a, a housewife's favourite, kind of thing Uh, when you were at Celtic as well. You must have got some offers along the way, surely.
3: (laughs) 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 My wife's got to watch this, you know. But um, no, as I said, you know, I was just very normal, very normal and a decent fella, five kids now. And uh, as I said, you know, I I don't have an enemy really. I'm supposed this, you know, people say to me, John, who did you dislike? Who who do you really hate? I I don't really hate anybody. I really don't. You know, at the end of the day, you know, football is, I appreciate, you know, both sides, Celtic and Rangers. You know, there's a lot of rivalry. There's a lot of passion. wouldn't go as far as saying hatred. I would just say, you know, passionate. And, you know, there goes years, years and years gone by, you know, goals and and winning games. And this player and that player were favourites. They weren't so much favourites. They kicked somebody. They left a bit on that player when he was there and that. You're always going to get that, but I, I do enjoy the rivalry. Uh, a lot. Of, I've got, got a lot of good mates. Grado done work for my charity. Always turns up. a Great supporter of the John Arson Foundation. I've got good mates who are Rangers fans. Uh, you know, and they often say to me, "John, you know, you're a good lad. We can go out with the wives and have a nice meal." But you, you do appreciate on Saturday when when we when we're playing against you, I'm going to give you pelters for ninety minutes. So, <laughs> I, and I'm like, well, fine, I can appreciate that, but. Uh,
2: that's what it's man. That's what you exactly. Need. Aye, yeah. I mean. Exactly. I
1: mean, I mean I remember sitting at a table at John Hartson's uh, golf night, you're sitting Neil Lennon on one side and the goalie Andy Gore on the other, we're all just talking away. It's yeah. brilliant. I love right. what I can't hear on no, the I story. That's the way it should be. Yeah,
3: I think charity. It's whenever there's a funeral, God bless the people that we've lost, you know. I remember Tom um, uh, the great um, Billy McNeil um, and everything else and some of the Lisbon Lions, you know, they used to, they used to, they, they, I think, and the same with um, uh, Walter Smith, Ali McCoy, you know, John Gregg, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they carried um, Jimmy Johnson's funeral in from from the, the courtage you mm-hmm. know, outside Celtic Park and, you know, I think when it comes to charity or someone's life, then I think football becomes secondary, you
4: know? Absolutely. Right. See, right. touching on, touching on uh, getting back to what you were saying about you're doing your podcast now, John. Um, you've, yep. been, you've been doing a bit of punditry for a while now. Um, mm. it, me personally, as a Celtic fan, I, I quite like listening to you because you tend to see the positives, right? But there's a lot of ex-Celtic players who do punditry that don't seem to have a good word to say about the club. Can you... Is there, You see... Obviously, you're not going to uh, divulge any information or anything like that. But when you're when you're given that role, is there anybody that comes into your ear and says, listen, you need to touch on these points or anything like that? And, and it does tend to, I, I think the boys will probably mm-hmm. uh, agree as well. Grado and Stephen. there's there's pundits that do it in the, the other direction as well. But I tend to find people like Andy Walker and Chris Sutton, uh, sorry, not Chris Sutton, uh, Chris Commons are really negative towards Celtic at times and I don't know if they've got an axe to de- grind with the club but, uh, maybe how their careers ended there but it's what what, what, what do you think it is that, that makes this come out of these people? I don't
3: know I can't really speak for Andy Walker and you know Sky appoint him Andy's been working at Sky now for a long time Chris Commons I think he still has a column but I don't think he does a lot of Sky these days um, but I can only speak for myself and you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, if I'm, if I'm doing a Celtic Rangers game, which I've done, I've done many of them, and there's a there's a you know there's a, a blatant penalty, say, for instance, Rangers, and I say that's not a penalty, then I've got my producer in my ears saying, what, what bleeding game are you watching, John? That's <laughs> not good for me. And I think the genuine Celtic football people that are watching the game at home will also go, John's bang on there. Chris Sutton does it very well. John's right there. That was a penalty. And I think sometimes when you duck out to them decisions, it goes against you because the Celtic yeah. fans, they see through that, if you know what I mean. Right. So first and foremost, you, you've got to call it as you see it. Um, yes, my allegiances are with Celtic. Chris Boy's allegiances will be with Rangers. Ali McCoy's allegiances. But when you're doing a game, you've got to be honest and you've got to call it as you see it. Um yeah. You know, I, I've got massive respect for Celtic. I love the supporters. I can't go anywhere in the world without meeting any supporters. And I don't think you last. I don't think you last, especially on the television, if um, if if you're not sort of down the middle and calling games as you see them. You know, and people know people know who you support. And mm-hmm. and and the, and the companies try and balance out the studio. They try and put a Celtic and a Rangers man in there to balance things out and to balance the you know the the commentary and the debates out and things like this. So I can only speak for myself and I try and call it as it is. I've been doing a lot of media work now. I don't know how long I'm going to keep doing it because I've got other things that I, you know, I might be looking at doing this. I think we all get a shelf life in, in certain things and um, there's younger uh, pundits coming through, There's there's editors changing, there's producers changing, there's players retiring from football, they all want my job, you know, they're articulate, they do their prep, they're good looking.
4: Weird exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, it changes. <laughs> and I think you I think you've got to evolve sometimes. Do you know what I mean? You've got to evolve. You've got to have something, you know, in the background that if that stops, you can move into that, and it all doesn't finish there. And yeah. I'm starting to be at that position now, to be honest. I've done an awful lot of traveling. For the last 13 years, I've done some big shows for the BBC. For Satanta, for um, BT Sport, and I'm still doing a little bit with Sky and the radio, this and that and the other. But I just think I'm 45 and I've been doing it a long time. I don't know if I want to be doing media when I'm 50. You mm. know, so who knows what's around the corner, do you know?
2: Right, no, definitely.
4: That's what I was going to say. We kind we, we of feel the same way. I mean, We've been doing this podcast for nearly a year now together and there's people just starting up their own podcasts willy-nilly, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> feels like everybody wants their job, John.
3: I just want to take part. I don't want to take over. <laughs> Listen, I'm not being rude. I'm really enjoying this, but I get my kids at half past three. Yeah. I can do a couple more and then i got to get out of the house. My wife's right, in I'll, I'll tell you I'm
2: what on we'll my do then.
3: Here, here she is.
4: Oh you got one oh, as well.
3: I like got two more
4: questions. I tell you, I tell you what we'll do beauty. then. I tell you what we'll do then, John.
2: Every week we do a quiz, right, John? So every week on Football Daft, we want to put our guests' football knowledge to the test with our ninety-second quiz. Okay. And after, Last week we have a Well, we've got a new leader on the board. It's John Sutton, who's on fifteen. We've got Mark Wilson, Keith Lasley, they're tucked in behind with 14. The good doctor, Kenny Duker Harper are just behind in third place with 13. Other selected scores include Barry Ferguson on 12, Martin McLeod on 10, Marvin Andrews on 5, and Falkirk manager David McCracken still at the bottom with ones. Is there anybody there you want to beat?
3: I want to beat them all, but I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, mate, so we've got 90 seconds, right? You can't pass, you must give an answer, Okay. Right, Producer John, are 90 seconds on the clock? There is. Right, here we go, John. Who is the current manager of Hearts? Uh, Robbie Nielsen. Aaron Hickey signed for which Italian club? uh, He signed for Perugia. Who currently sits top of the Scottish Premiership? Rangers. Who did you score your 100th Celtic goal against? Okay. Name one of John McGinn's footballing brothers. I know. Played for Hibbs. Uh, Paul. What league are stenhouse currently in? Uh, Scottish Division League One. Who is the current manager of Swansea City? Uh, that would be... Uh, Cooper. How many goals did you score for Coventry? Six. Who do the Shire share a stadium with? Oh, all done. Name two of the three sides who have started the English Premiership season with three wins out of three. Time. I'll let you answer it though, John. Two, say it again. Name two of the three sides who have started the English Premiership season with three wins out of three. Everton. And,
4: um, well, she's finished. Liverpool and Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you only had to give you one. You got it oh, right. Oh, I
2: think he's two. I think he's two too. Oh, fuck, him. sorry. Aye. <laughs> no no, no, no do pals get. act there, you know what I mean? No pals act, you know what I mean? <laughs> How many did <do> I get? <laughs> Right,
0: John. Right, wrong answers. Uh, Steady Spear currently in league to the Shire, Shire Stadium with Falkirk. And we'll give you a half point for the last one. So, uh, seven and a half points, John. Well
2: done, John. Well That's no too bad, man. Bad. John, thanks for fucking your time up and coming on early. I really Appreciate it. All, the, All the best.
1: All thanks the best, John. For good catch up, yeah. you. Yeah.
2: Right. Thanks very much.
1: other Thank you. Ahead. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. bye bye. Bye bye. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. Get them now at
0: notitfaultclaims.com. Boys, I need to tell you about uh, a new podcast It's new to the Audio Frontier family, which I'm uh, producing. Uh, you boys will love it. It's called One Last Match. Um, it's on our football podcast, but it's a wee bit more serious than this one. Um, basically, what we're doing is you know, why like pros end up playing their last game of football and it's like they don't realise they're playing it. Like John Hartson, for example, who we've got on the show today end up at West Brom, but didn't realise it was his last game of football. Well, basically, mm-hmm. it's like getting these expos and getting them to, to do, if they could redo the last game of football, it's getting them to, to do that. That's
1: so, cool, man. Do you know who'd be okay. perfect for that? Do you know who'd be perfect for that? I would love to know the story behind Ali McCoy's last game at Ibrooks. Rangers, I think, were winning. I don't know what they were winning, if it was 1-0 or 2-0. And he, this was his last game and Bobby Williamson was a manager. And Super Alley was warming up, 88th eight minute, like, get him on, get him on for his last ever game, and he never put him on that. Was that for Kilmarnock as well, uh, yeah? Yep, yeah. Do I you remember, remember that, Bob? I
2: remember it, mate. I that remember. was insane, was why he never night. put him on. Yeah. It's fucking weird.
0: Yeah, so basically, we give the chance for these ex-pros to go away and like do it again. So they get to pick who they sit beside in the team boss they would get a pick. They're starting to live in Their formation. They get to pick what team they play against. They get to pick what stadium, and um, they play it in. They get to pick what manager they want in the touchlines for them. So That's you get to cool. Re- the last game again. Uh, it's a guy, Mark Benstead. You would have seen him on um, Sky Sports. He does all aye, the- aye, the- aye. On Soccer Saturday. So Mark's uh, presenting it. We've got some amazing I guests lined they- up. Actually, John Hartson's one of the guests that we've got on it. Funnily enough. Um, but beyond that, we've got the likes of. Stuart McCall for the Rangers supporters. Stuart McCall's on it. Um, we've got um, Gary Pallister. Gary Pallister. Gary I Pallister. 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 Uh, Frank Sinclair's on there as well. And Jason McAteer as well. All reliving
1: yes. what they do. For oh, the- John, this must be about a year in the making. Because I remember going to four. And I remember you were talking with Mark Benstead. That's mad that he's officially going to go ahead with that. That's cool. So it's a yeah, uh, it's, it's been a year. It's
0: been a year in the making, and it's going to be really good. So that's out next Wednesday. Where you get your podcast, you can uh, subscribe uh, and get onto it now on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get. We're also on Twitter uh, at One Last Match and on Instagram and uh, Facebook as well. So get us at One Last Match. Brand new podcast from Audio Frontier coming next Wednesday. So get stuck in.
2: Right Troops, good show. Nice insight to Big Hartson's lifestyle and that. Good to see he's healthy and over the worst state and all that. By the way,
4: he, look, he looks better now than he did when he was playing football, doesn't he? Aye, he
2: does. He looks good,
1: man. He looks good. Aye. Aye. It's good talking talk to John Hartson. He does well with his charities and stuff like that. So it was a good conversation. John, I think, but exceeded any expectations that we'd ever have if we ever got him on the show. An absolute star. Uh absolutely delighted of producer John to come on and tell his life story about how he made fucking charlotte church tea and <laughs> that kind of shit. good stuff man, good, sh- good shit, good shit. Probably the
2: best legends lottery we've ever had, ah, no, there. I mean, fuck that man, but,
1: uh, definitely
2: I- a legend. But <laughs> troops, great show, big European night for both sides of the Glasgow two tomorrow, so we shall see yes. how it goes on and we will speak next week,
1: oh, whoa, whoa,
2: so, a
4: yes,
0: brother story uh, what about it?
1: well you told us did you know say once I, I can't try, remember how long have
0: you been sitting here for already I've got a big brother story since have I've been you? on the Legends lottery I, 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 I'm, I'm mates with Eugene who was oh Eugene from back in the
1: day I'm Eugene. mates Harry. oh my god man he was like a pure like a pure kind of
0: He's
2: guy, look at, at him uh, he's, he's googling
0: Eugene now. I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm mates with Eugene. So I can give you a big brother story. Because uh, Aye. There you go. I Mate. Don't know, I don't know. What, what one was he on a rockin'?
1: Aye. it was. Yeah, the one with cosy
0: in it. The one with cosy in it was the boy who... Oh. Stewart.
1: That won it. Big Brother 6. Eugene. How did you meet him? I at a fucking Star him. Wars convention or something?
0: No, I the thing that He was, uh, no, it was, it was, uh,
1: was uh, a... He was a... Uh, Save by the Bell reunion. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Save by the Bell's coming out next month. Uh, remake it. Is it? A- uh, no, a remake, but you know, 20 years later, I think Slater and Screech and all your. How rugged. is it filming it, man? Is it good? I don't like like Screech for Save by the Bell. Jesus you you don't, don't do, do it like,
2: like, like Screech for dust the Dustin Diamond bell. here. Dustin yeah, yeah, Diamond. Right, troops, I'm going to boost. Right, all the best. Yeah, wait a minute. We
0: never get John's Big Brother story. That's all right. We can save it to next week. Right. <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs>